Welcome to Career and Leadership Real Talk, the no-nonsense guide for ambitious managers who want to have more impact and progress their career. I'm Pamela Langan, a job search coach and expert CV writer specialising in helping frustrated professionals land the jobs and pay rises they know they deserve. And I'm Jackie Jagger, a leadership and mindset coach specialising in helping newly promoted and new to role leaders to avoid the dickhead trap and lead with confidence. Between us, we've helped hundreds of leaders and managers to find new roles, take ownership of their careers, and handle the challenges that job searches and leadership responsibility inevitably bring. And now we're joining forces to share with you what we know has worked for our clients. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. Today we are talking about networking and why networking is really, really important for your job search, for career advancement and ultimately for for learning new skills and gaining new experiences. So let's get straight in to networking. And this is something that comes up for my clients because when people embark on a job search, usually they think the first thing they need to start thinking about is networking. And this can stop loads of people from actually getting that job search started because they think they don't like networking. Networking is difficult. Where do they network? Maybe they're introverted and going to networking events is is not for them. So this is something that comes up a lot. And I usually start by saying, right, okay, networking is important, but it, it has to be done in a way that you're comfortable with. And there's loads and loads of different ways that you can network. And I think the key thing is not waiting until you're in job search mode to start networking. Like you need to think about your career path, where you'd like to get to, and who are the key people that are going to help you along the way and start thinking about which out of those key people can you start to network with? Can you start to build rapport and relationships with so that when you do get into job search mode, you're not trying to build a whole new set of relationships. You've already started developing those relationships. I mean, what are your thoughts around that, Jackie? Yeah, I definitely was one of those people like your clients. I This is the one thing that if I look back on my career, I'm like, oh, I just wish I'd have, like you say, done more, done it sooner, found a way to make it work for me. And I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why people don't do it. So I think you've identified that aspect of don't know how to do it, don't know where to do it. I think for me, a lot of it was I was head down just trying to do a good job and get noticed for doing a good job. And I feel like that is such a common thing where people get their head down and wait to be noticed and rewarded with future opportunities because they're doing a good job. And that was the the biggest mistake I think I made was just not recognizing how useful, how valuable, or how much I could have enjoyed networking. Because like you say, that learning aspect I love learning. And once I'd left employment and started working for myself, all of a sudden I came alive again because I felt like, oh, now I'm learning loads. I'm not just working my ass off. I am now learning and my brain is switched on as well as doing. So yeah, I definitely feel like this is this is an episode I needed probably 15 years ago. 
I went to a networking event recently, which I will I will talk more about in a sec. But yeah, in terms of networking and starting sooner, that's always something that I wished I would have done as well back in my early career. But one of the things that really stopped me from doing that was the fact that I didn't like making small talk with people and it and it wasn't that maybe I didn't like it I just didn't know how to do it I found it really difficult it used to make me really nervous I would actually dread going to those events rather than going and enjoying them and really taking those learnings from them and finding out about other people I would be that focused on what is the next question I'm going to ask that it would almost spoil that learning experience for me and Going back to the the event that I went to recently, I went along with a friend, so there was no real pressure for me to go in and, and do networking. And honestly, it was it was a really good experience because it was almost like I was sitting on like almost like on the outside of it, like looking in. And I went into it and I was like, right, okay, I don't need to make small talk in this event. I don't even need to speak to anybody if I don't want to. I'm feeling like nervous or shy or whatever those feelings come up when you go into that networking room and there's loads of people and it looks like everyone's making this great conversation and I literally I went in and my friend went off because she's like a social butterfly and she went off and she was talking to everyone she got stuck in straight away and she knew a couple of people and I literally just stood on the sidelines watching everyone and taking it all in and before I knew it somebody approached me so I was like right okay and and then we started talking. So rather than me thinking, what am I going to ask? I let them speak to me. And then I just asked them about themselves, about their business, about their job. It was a marketing event for employee people. So we were in in this event and what they were doing is they were getting to know each other and sharing marketing tips. And there was some real learnings going on in that room. And it was really interesting for me to go in with this, almost like this renewed sense of like, there, there isn't any real pressure on networking you can just go into the room you can have some conversations and you can learn something from it and I did and I made loads of connections it was really good there was some really good speakers talking and there wasn't there wasn't much effort from me either it wasn't like I come out with their drained like sometimes you can so it was it was a totally different experience for me going into that situation because I know that it is something that comes up a lot for my clients and what I do is I work with them to find out well, what is the best way for you to network? What, how would you prefer to network? Are you willing to push yourself out of your comfort zone? Are you willing to go and put yourself in a room and just see what happens? Like there's no pressure. You don't need to speak to anybody, but you can if you want to. And if you look at it from a learning point of view, then even better. I think it's such a good point to make that your mindset there was so different and that taking the pressure off made everything so much easier because that's probably the reverse to what what I used to do I remember going to events when I was promoted into my first senior leadership role I would go to events and I I was always quite good with boundaries. If I wasn't in the office, I didn't check emails. I didn't check in. It was set up that when I wasn't there, I wasn't there. And I would pretend (laughs) just to have something to do. I would be pretending like looking at my phone and feeling like I needed to look as if I was doing something because I'd put so much pressure on myself and it was just such hard. It's so much harder work than I needed to make it. And I think 
the probably the best piece of advice I ever was given about networking was stop focusing on trying to be interesting and start focusing on trying to be interested. And that for me was a game changer because I love asking people about, I'm a coach for a living, for goodness sake. I'm a professional question asker and listener. And so for me, having permission to approach it where instead of feeling like I've got to prove my worth in this room, I've got to prove why I'm here and how good I am and that my role justifies me being here, I could just focus on, oh, what's brought you here? Who else? What have you got from the morning so far? Just really simple questions. People love talking about themselves and you make it so much more comfortable then for other people because what you don't realize when you're there bricking it is that everybody else is doing the same and they're also feeling awkward so as soon as you start focusing on who else looks nervous what question can I ask them to make it easy for them to talk you make it easier for yourself at the same time be interested rather than trying to be interesting is key and that is exactly what I did at that last event that I went to because I think it's what I find as well, and this comes up loads in interview coaching, is that people find it really hard to talk about themselves if they're put on the spot and asked to talk about themselves, like almost like create an elevator pitch. But in a situation where if you were to say to me, what what do you do? Then I'll tell you all day. Like you might even want to try and run away from me in that, in that situation because I can talk about that all day and most people will find it comfortable when they're asked questions to talk but if they're just put on the spot and it's like right maybe it's you go to a network and wait 60 seconds what to do people really struggle with that but in in a in a normal and relaxed conversation where somebody's just asking you questions like what you've said like what's brought you here and what what is it that you do people will find it so much easier to to talk and I I honestly think taking that pressure off yourself, like you don't need to go in there. Like my initial training when I worked in recruitment around networking was to get straight in the room, scope out the room, see who the key people are, see who the potential clients are, get your business cards out, straight over, strong handshake, tell them about what you do, the service that you provide. And like people just used to look like really bamboozled. And at the time I was thinking, this just doesn't feel right. It was it was all me talking and no real answering questions or asking questions rather. So I was just talking at people rather than having those relaxed conversations. And as time went on, I was like, this is not this is not working for me. And it didn't feel comfortable for me. I used to get real anxiety around going to those events because I just didn't enjoy that that way of networking. But then as soon as I switched around and it was like going in with no pressure and being interested, it totally changed. And I actually picked up, even in recruitment, picked up way more clients by being interested about them than actually just going in and like giving them my like my mini sales pitch is, is what I was originally taught to do. And I think... There isn't any, again, we always talk about this, don't we? There's no real training, is there, around networking in most jobs? I mean, obviously jobs, sales and recruitment, you might get some elements of networking training, but it's it's another thing that you, you left to work out for yourself, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it's sometimes, again, the language of talking about networking 
can often just create a sense of pressure around it. And when you look at what's the purpose of networking, why is it that people need to build that skill? What does it do? Well, networking is really about investing in relationships. It's investing in relationships for the longer term benefit of hopefully both of you. And once you reframe it that way in your head, suddenly it feels very, very different because instead of it being pressure of I've got to go out there and either sell myself or sell the business or get some leads, it becomes about, okay, who here would be an interesting person to build a relationship? Who would be a useful person to build a relationship with? How can I go about just starting, sowing the seeds for building a relationship at this event or in this room. And I think it's broadening that that view as well, because what a lot of the opportunities that I think I missed weren't even at events that were necessarily big, scary external events. It was internal conferences where there was maybe like a leadership conference or something like that, where there was opportunity to build and strengthen relationships with peers and colleagues within the business, people from different functions, and just connecting with people on more of a level can have such an impact. It can just make things so much easier when you need to get things done. And people then get to know each other. People then get to, when if you go into a cross-functional team at a, a later point, it can make so many of those things so much easier But also the more people know and who know you and know your skills, your capacities, naturally, then if people are putting project teams together, for example, you'll then start to be seen as someone who's collaborative, be seen as someone who has a view on things, be seen as someone who has a contribution that they can make. And so you'll be in the forefront of two or three people's minds and straight away you'll be the one that gets that opportunity. So it doesn't have to be about these big external events and work in the room. It can be as simple as making an effort to have a conversation with somebody that is a colleague in a different function when you're, you know, if you're, I I used to do a lot of roles where I wasn't head office based. So when I was in head office, I would try and make the effort then to build those relationships with people that were maybe my peers or in other functions and I think a lot of that people don't necessarily think of those opportunities as ways that they can start to network and and build relationships yeah and I think that that's a really good way of looking at it and something that I do with my clients is create a stakeholder map so that they can figure out who are their key stakeholders and that gives them them potential people to network with because I think sometimes as well like networking can seem like a huge task especially when you're looking at it from a career advancement point of view so I help them to create a stakeholder map so that then they can go right okay well how influential would this person be on my career? And is this person somebody that I could start to build a relationship with and start to get to know them or at least let them know who I am and what I do and what I deliver? So I think it's really important to start thinking about that now because 
you in a couple of years time you never know who who out of all the people you've built a relationship with who is going to be really helpful or useful when you you're making that next move or when you need a mentor or there's a whole range of reasons why starting to network across the organizations that you're in is really beneficial and I think a really simple question if you want to build and develop your network is to think about who could I ask for an introduction to? So not necessarily specific names, but maybe what do I feel would be beneficial for me to learn or gain from? So it could be that if you're aspiring to a promotion, could I ask for an introduction to someone who has made that specific level? Could I ask for someone who has done that same role that I'm aspiring to but in a different organization because once you start to think about the specifics of who could I learn from and then can I ask for an introduction you can you can then on the off chance ask your boss you can ask people in other roles that have worked in other businesses you can ask the question on LinkedIn does anyone know someone who would be happy to spend time chatting to me about xyz and people want to help if you say can anyone introduce me to or can you introduce me to someone who does this then you'll find that straight away people will mentally rack their brains and want to help you and want to make that introduction because it feels good to be the person who can do that and make that happen Yeah, and that is so true. And especially on LinkedIn, one of my clients a couple of weeks ago put out a post just being made redundant, looking for some contacts. And like within a a couple of hours, there were so many comments on there um, with recommendations of people saying, why don't we have a chat? Or have you seen this opportunity or that opportunity? Like people are always really keen to help. If you ask for help, people will always give the help. And Yesterday, I put a post on LinkedIn asking about sports psychologists, my son, and straight away, recommendations come flying in. And it's people do want to help, don't they? If you ask for help, people will generally help. So it's it's good to think about what it is that you need. So you can ask the right questions to make sure you're getting the, the right recommendations and the right introductions. So I think it is like about thinking about what are your objectives around networking. Like if you can think about where you want to get to and what you want to try and achieve from it, even if you've only got a vague outline, it'll be so much easier then to get those introductions. And even the questions that you ask and the conversations that you have might be influenced by what you want to actually achieve from that as well. So I think it's a really key part of career progression a key part of learning I mean that networking event I went to it was marketing for property experts and I learned so much from them like just even chatting to them they were marketing property companies and a whole range of like property services and just listening to the things that that they did and the marketing techniques that they used and all that stuff like there was so so many things that I learned from that and I came away feeling really energized and rather than drain like I used to like years ago when I first started networking I would be absolutely drained I would dread going I would be completely wiped out by the end of it and obviously COVID stopped us from going out and networking and everything moved 
online, which was great for some people. And it was quite exciting to have a new way of networking where you didn't have to be in the room. So I think that is also an option for people that don't like going to in-person events, like looking at what is available online and what groups are already running networking events as well. And also looking at if it's relevant for you, like are the, the right people going to be in the room that you need to speak to, or are you just going with a really open mind and just seeing what comes out of that? And as you, the more you go to, the more you'll learn and the more you'll then create a focus around what you want to achieve from each each event that you go to. Yeah, and before COVID, I went to a brilliant event that was organised by a recruitment consultant that was bringing together people in HR and L&D. And that was such a nice event because there was some structure to it. We were debating a topic that was a people-based topic and so there was a purpose to the conversation but it also just made it really easy to meet people within that that my world and related spheres and I think one thing you can do sometimes is if there isn't an event that you want then you can create it and I think sometimes people feel like oh if I can't find something that I want well if you want to meet other people that are in a similar sphere then you can create it but like you say that there's also so many different communities now there are Facebook groups for all kinds of different things you can probably find people in same or similar industry there are Eventbrite is brilliant for looking at for local events if you want to go to something in person and you can find groups of people that you can learn from and I think that's a brilliant way because then you can't lose then like if you're if you're going with the intent of what can I learn from this what can I contribute to this event then actually it becomes it doesn't feel the same icky feeling because you, you're not putting the pressure on yourself to be self-promoting or get opportunities you're there because there's a point of interest, there's something that you can learn, something that you can contribute to that discussion. And that often feels so much more natural and so much more enjoyable. So I think look for those things, either online or locally, if you want to go to an in-person event, and you'll often find when you start looking for them, they are there, but just nobody's come and <laughs> waved them in front of your nose before and said, you want to get involved? You, you do have to be prepared to actually look for that stuff yeah and that's another thing as well like around asking around because usually when you ask around people will know of different events and different things that are going on and be able to point you in the right direction so I think once you're clear on what you what you want to achieve then you can ask around and see what other people know about There's so many networking events that that go on in person and online that you really will be spoiled for choice but you also not all of them are really advertised because a lot of them will have the same people going over and over so they don't need to do loads of marketing but you can join through finding people who who already go to those events and things like that so it's very much I feel like word of mouth in some of them as well so as soon as you start asking around people will again start recommending them to you as well. Yeah, absolutely. 
So what would be our takeaways then? If people are in that boat of feeling like, oh, networking is a bit of a challenge for me, or I don't know how to go about it, or it doesn't feel comfortable, what would be your key takeaways? Okay, so I think the key takeaways, so I think it's the first thing is going to be around really changing your mindset around networking. So take the pressure off. There's no pressure. You're just going to go into that situation and see what comes up, see what you learn and take away all of those all of that pressure of thinking like what questions am I going to ask you just go in and be interested and also starting really small you don't have to go to massive events you don't have to go to loads of events you can just start off small you can start off just with having conversations within in your current network or within your organization you don't actually have to go to events but being prepared is probably key so having some idea about what you want to gain from networking and that could just be simply learning about what other people do or learning how to network by starting to network and then I think the most important one I think is be yourself because it'll be so much easier for people to remember you it will be so much easier for you to be comfortable in those situations and the best the best person to be is is yourself you'll put even more pressure on yourself trying to be like somebody else what what would you add to that I think the only thing like that pretty much covers it so I think the only thing I would say is do it sooner rather than later consciously create the time and opportunity because when you want it to be there and it hasn't been is when you'll be like I am and you regret and wish you'd have wish you'd have done it yeah so I think don't let the day-to-day busyness get in the way recognize that this is strategically investing time and energy and attention in building relationships will always pay back I saw um, a comment yesterday online that said time invested in building relationships is never wasted. And that's something that I think I was so busy in the doing in my career that it didn't feel like there was any time left to invest in building relationships. And going back, if I had my time again, I would definitely put more time and energy and attention sooner rather than later. So I think that's the only the only bit that I would add to, to what you've shared. Amazing. And I absolutely love that quote as well. Like that is a perfect one to end on. So thanks for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Please do share it with anyone else that you think might find it useful. And don't forget to send us anything that you'd like us to discuss on the podcast for future episodes. And we will be back next week. Exciting news from us. If you're an ambitious leader or manager earning 50k or more and you're ready to take your career to the next level, we have an opportunity for you. Introducing Catalyst Career Club, your secret weapon for unlocking career success. As a member, you'll get access to monthly live training sessions, exclusive job opportunities, and the ability to get personalised advice from us on your toughest career challenges. We've helped thousands of driven leaders like you secure significant pay rises, land dream roles and thrive in their careers. And now we want to support you in achieving your most ambitious career goals too. Membership is just $6.99 per month with no contract or tie-in. And as a special bonus for being our podcast listeners, you can use the code podcast at checkout to get your first month for just £1. Head over to PamelaLangan.com 
forward slash Catalyst Career Club to sign up now and we'll see you inside.